Okay. So this is really important. Um, and I, you know, I, I want to say it carefully, but, um, my advice would be, and I know you've got a big group of people here that, that watch, but it would be, don't quit your day job. Not that they won't succeed. Don't take it that way. But when somebody has an idea that they'd like to pursue, it does take a lot of time to do it. But when you start running out of money um, because it's not taking off like you wanted it to, um, it, it does put a lot of stress. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's give, or that's uh, grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now, today we've got another great guest on the podcast, Terry Loftus. And uh, Terry is a quick introduction. So she um, graduated from her high school and college and afterwards went into sales, um, ran a sales team for a roofing company for a period of time, um, learned how to present or do or present sales and run sales and kind of how to, or to or make that successful. Um, and then became an at-home mom taking care of her daughter that had a few health issues at the time. And uh, her husband was an, uh, an electrician, got injured on the job site. He had to do some surgeries, so forced or you know had to go out and make or make a living to, to be able to pay the bills. Um, worked as an appointment or at an appointment center for solar uh, business. Uh, missed being an at-home or at-home mom. Realized that uh, she can't. Uh, a cry about uh, being an at-home mom or she can do something to improve the quality of life. And so she uh, kind of found that balance for and uh, grew into uh, being a VP of another company before deciding to start her own. With that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Terry. Okay. <laughs> oh, it uh, looks like, do we, are you still there or do we lose I your am. audio? Oh, there we go. I, yes. I saw I think you overwhelmed the microphone there for a second because <laughs> you're so excited. So... Awesome. Well, I just give a quick introduction or a quick uh, version of a much longer journey. So let's go back in time a little bit. So tell us a little bit uh, about uh, coming out of uh, high school and college and getting into sales. So um, we were living in Texas, my husband and I. I met him when I was 18 years old, right out of high school. And so we had moved to Texas for a job opportunity, and I was selling franchises to help people to um, be able to sell goal setting and time management to companies. And so when my dad got ill, we came back to California and the only work that I could find was working for a roofing company and running their sales and their call centers and sales teams and just teaching people how to run a successful roofing company. And I did that for a while. Uh, when my husband and I decided we'd like to have children, I left the roofing company, um, I wanted to be an at-home mom when I was in high school and they would say, what do you want to be when you grow up or graduate? It was never, I want to work in a roofing company. <laughs> it was, I just, I want to be a mom. So, um, mm. so I left and we started to have children. And even though we wanted to have kids, it just wasn't happening for us. So um, finally, 
uh, before my 28th birthday, the day before my birthday, we had our first child. And so it was just so exciting for us. And we thought that was going to be our only child. And we were just so thrilled. And so I got to be the at-home mom. Uh, it turned out that um, I don't know what happened, but I was able to have six children, one right after the other. And so we stopped at six. Um, number five is, is Amber. She's the one that you mentioned. She was born with a syndrome that um, nobody else in the world had at the time. So I got to be the mom with her at home, helping her through um, just discovering what happens with this syndrome that doesn't have a name and what do we do? And I absolutely loved my life. And Devin, I might start crying. <laughs> you can do that on your on your podcast. But um, it's just, I was so happy to be able to be with my kids and be at home with them and watch them grow up. And uh, when our sixth child was born, he was under a year old. And my husband was running uh, job sites for an electrical company doing all of the, you know, the laying out of the houses. And he was so happy being an electrician and a foreman running these job sites. And one day he got injured at work. And of course, we thought he was going to get better because his job was being an electrician and my job was being the at-home mom. And so we just figured he was going to get better, but unfortunately he didn't. And so mm. that's when I had to find a job. And at that time, the only thing hiring, it was almost 16 years ago, uh, was solar. And I thought solar was just on my calculator. <laughs> I didn't understand what solar was about. And so, uh, no, just one question yes. along those lines. So I mean, definitely get and my wife is, is still a stay at home mom, hopefully, or no health or no health issues on my end. I don't wish it on myself. So um, but you know, so I definitely get there's a lot of joy and, 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 you know, gratification that comes from doing that and be able to see your kids grow up and participate in that. And obviously people or women that work, I'm not degrading that at all. There's both, or there's pros and cons on right. both. And so now, but you're coming, you know, being out of the work or workforce for a period of time, I know my wife has expressed if, Hey, if I ever had to go back, I'm sure I could probably get a job. There's also a bit of, you know, it's being a bit scary, a bit hesitant because you've been out of the workforce and doing other things that are, I would say even more important, which is raising kids. As you're coming back, how did you, first of all, how did you kind of grapple with that? Was it kind of just, well, this is what I got to do. And it's, I got to take care of the family and I, you know, I'll, I'll do what I need to do. Or was it hesitation or kind of, how did you navigate or figure that out? Well, um, at first we did nothing. We just waited, um, for him to get better. And when we realized that it was kind of serious on his injury and he was not going to recover, then we realized we have six children. And even though we've been able to make it before, uh, we're not going to make it now with neither one of us working. So I had to come to that realization that there is no option. There is no uh, money that's just going to fall from the sky and pay the mortgage, right? I had to take action and do something. So at that time, I was doing what it was required to be able to keep the house and keep my family running. And so that's when I, I started applying. Um, yeah. I knew that that was the job I was supposed to get. I just kind of knew that. And I didn't have any doubt in my mind, even though I'd been out of the workforce for quite a while, I had no doubt at all that I would be able to get a sales job just because of the knowledge that I had. I'm not trying 
Devin, I'm not being conceited because I'm, I'm not that type of person, but I'm just, I had confidence that, uh, somebody would, would say, wow, Terry, I think you have something valuable there. Why don't you come work with me? So mm. I went on the job interview and, uh, the office manager in, interviewed me and, um, the owner of the company wasn't there at the time. And so I had the interview with the office manager. And he said, I really, I love it, Terry, but I'm not the one that does the hiring. I just kind of do the pre-interview. You really need to speak to the owner. And I said, no problem. Do you mind if I call him? And he goes, no, not at all. Here's his phone number. So as soon as I left and I was in my car and I got down the road, I called him and he answered right away. And um, he said, this is Steve, can I help you? And I said, hi, I'm Terry, I'm your new telemarketer. And he goes, you are? And I said, yeah, that is if you hire me. And he thought that was so funny that he just said, can you come back to the office? And he hired me on the spot. So I got, I got the job that I was hoping for, but, um, it was, it was very big learning curve because at the time solar was, you know, a lot of hippies were going solar, but for the average person to think about it for their home, it wasn't something that they were thinking of. And so we had, uh, limited software. We did a lot of things by hand or spreadsheets. Um, there was not really a set way to do things in the solar industry at the time. Uh, homeowners were just starting to look into solar and it was expensive utility rates going up. So there was a lot of different things happening. And so um, I ended up working there and I didn't make as much money at first as my husband. So we were struggling in the beginning because, you know, he hadn't been working because of the injury. And then now I'm making, you know, less than he was making as a foreman. So that was a struggle there. Um, Devin, it, it, what that's, this is why I was going to cry earlier was that <laughs> it was so hard to be away from my babies. It was the hardest thing ever. And I would cry on my way to work and I would be at work crying. Um, the cry right now thinking about it, it was so hard. Um, and then I would cry on my way home and it was just a sad, depressed woman. <laughs> full of mm. anger and bitterness and resentment. Like, how could this happen to me? I, this is not where I belong. I've been planning that I would be an at-home mom. And so um, it just, it just didn't work in my mind. Mm. And then one day I just, I realized I had to have a shift. I had to have a breakthrough. And I just thought about it. And I said, look, if you keep this up, you're going to just be a bitter old woman that nobody wants to be around. And you're just going to be stuck in a dead end job, unhappy. And so suck it up cupcake, <laughs> just change your attitude and move on. So, you know, Devin, that's what I did. I changed my attitude and I realized in my heart, I said, if I can't give everything that I have to my children and be there for them, you know, if I can't be home, then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do my very, very best with my customers. So I'm going to do what it needs to be done to make sure that I can help as many people in the world as I can help. So my 
focus shifted. I mean, when I was at home, I was at home, but when I was at work, I wasn't thinking about the children I wasn't with. And I wasn't thinking about my family. I was thinking about that customer in front of me and how can I improve their life and make it better? So, um, by having that shift, it really helped, um, my success. So I was able to grow that company over and over and over again. Um, it turned out that they were, um, they sold the company and became publicly traded. So that was really mm. exciting. So it, it worked out. And then people at the time, the economy crashed and I was able to help people to get into solar that were desperate and needing jobs, just like I had been. And so what was my terrible mess actually turned into something that just helped the world and help people. And, and so I'm so grateful for it. Now, let me ask in one of those questions you started to, to hit on, which is, so you were, you know, having that realization saying, Hey, I can improve people's quality of life. I can find joy in this, or I can cry or cry the way home. But either way, I've still got to work and I still got to earn an income. And so yes. I might as well find the way that I can or find that balance and that joy. Um, and, you know, in with life as, as you're or with what was thrown at you. So now you, with that in mind, you know, so you grew, um, you were growing in as, as a VP for another company. Now, yes. how did you transition to the company you do now, or kind of make that idea that you wanted to be able to be in charge and do your own thing and run things? How did that kind of go? Or, or what was that uh, transition like? So um, the company that I was with, um, I grew it over a seven and a half year period. Um, they had uh, the owner of the company brought in somebody we wanted to grow throughout the United States. So he brought in somebody else and my focus um, was kind of a little bit different. They wanted to see if they could uh, maybe help other people to get into the solar industry. Um, in the meantime, the finance company that they decided to work with, they ran out of money. And so they didn't tell us and the company went bankrupt. So that threw me into now being back in the workforce again. And I said, you know, I just want to be a consultant. I'm just going to back off here and be a consultant. I know how much people make selling solar and I think I want to do that. And so uh, mm. I started selling solar for a company that went very, I made more selling solar than I did being a VP. Um, it, it was, it's phenomenal when you are selling solar, there's a lot of potential to help a lot of people and to make a lot of money. And so um, I did that. And then when that company started to make changes, uh, I switched to a different company and became their VP. Um, I did that for about a year and just decided, I think I can do this. I'm going to go ahead and start my own business. And so we shifted and we started our own solar company. And it's it's actually such a joy because now I work from home. It, even before COVID, uh, we work from home. We do uh, selling solar a lot of times in a Zoom meeting like this or over the phone. Mm. Um, we get to help people. So we have two parts of our business. One is just helping people go solar. So when somebody is struggling with their electric bill or they just want to save money on the electric bill or they want to do the right thing for the environment, then we help them to go solar. And that's exciting. Um, but we also have a different part of our company where we teach people how easy it is to start a solar business. And a lot of people think they have to come up with money to be able to invest in panels and equipment and things like that. And we teach them that, no, they don't. They can just start a solar business. We help them out and we show them the way. So we have both now and it's exciting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just did. I love what I do. And I'm so grateful. And 
that, that gift that happened to my husband, you know, I mean, he's still in pain to this day, but mm. it truly was a gift for our family and for a lot of, of people. It's really made an impact in, in California. No, definitely makes perfect sense. And that's a, a great, uh, great place to be. Um, you know, so now let me, or kind of now, so we've kind of caught up to where you're at in the, the present of your journey. And, you know, now if you're to kind of look out and say, okay, love what I'm doing, excited. It's a great place to, stay, you know, go, great place to be. I've found that balance and never would wish the, you know, injury on my husband, but it, you know, it was kind of serendipitous and it allowed me to, to arrive at where I'm at today. Now you're looking a bit into the future. In other words, saying, okay, where am I going to be out in the next six to 12 months, kind of where do you think see things headed or kind of what's next in store for you? Well, um, our core business is always going to be to help people go solar. There are so many people that, um, that are out there that need help and we offer fantastic products and we can really help them. So I don't see us getting away from that, but my, just my newest passion is uh, backing up Devin. When we help somebody go solar, it really changes their life and people that don't have solar, they don't understand, but you know, sometimes like with an elderly person, um, they may have to give up food or medicine if that utility has a rate hike, right? Because their income may not keep up with that. And mm. so, you know, today when I go out in public and somebody sees me that I've helped them go solar, I've literally had them grab me, lift me and kiss me and put me down. One man did that and his wife came right behind him. I, they were running toward me and I was so scared. I thought he was just gonna, you know, beat me up or something. I thought, does his solar work okay? Oh my gosh, <laughs> is he chasing me because I did something wrong? But he was just trying to kiss me on my face because he was so grateful and his wife kissed the other side. Um, and so people will scream and hug me when they see me because I've really helped them to have hundreds of dollars extra a month. Mm. And so that's, that's a great satisfaction, but along the way, um, you know, I've helped people to learn how to start their own solar business. And, uh, one of the people that I, I helped start their business, um, He's now doing commercials on TV um, that he just was on the news or they just filmed it for him. And I see that excitement. Somebody else that I have helped get into the industry, he retired his wife, I think by the age of 30, they own a house, they keep going to Disneyland. I mean, just, they are living the dream and somebody else, um, they, they are now, uh, installing and they have their own business. So it's actually really rewarding to see people thrive that were not thriving before to see them go from 30,000 a year to 40,000 a month in profit. Mm. And so it's a whole new rush for me. And so I really, I, 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 know, I love it. So I really hope that I can expand on that where I'm teaching people how to start their own solar business. So, um, I just, I wrote a book. Um, I, I was publishing it, um, when you had reached out to me and it's, it's, um, how to start your own virtual solar company. And so I just published that and I just, that's my goal. That is really, which would make me feel good is to help people to start their own. 
Hey, that's awesome. No, that's a great direction. And, you know, it's kind of fun as you've reached a level of success and it's kind of almost that now, you know, not that you don't want to continue to be successful, but you also are saying, how can I get back and what else am I doing and what else, you know, kind of is there, or what else is out there. And a lot of times that is giving that back and helping others to also find what they're passionate about. And if it's solar, then it's a great, op- or a great opportunity. So, well, awesome. Well, kind of with that, that was where you're kind of reached to the present day of your journey and even looking a bit into the future. Always a great time to uh, transition to the two questions I always ask at the end of each journey. So we'll ask or jump to those now. So the first question I always ask is along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made? And what'd you learn from it? There's a lot. <laughs> there I always to- is. I was like, what should I pick? There's a lot of them. And each one, I listened to some of your previous episodes and it seems like we all have the same lessons. And I, I listened and I went, that's a good one. You know, that's a really good one. Um, I, I think sometimes is um, relying on other people um, that present themselves that maybe they know a little bit more than you do. And so sometimes, uh, you know, somebody will say, Hey, I'll help you with this. And I would say, okay, great. And I would think that they've got this under control and really they didn't, maybe they, they didn't, um, have the time to do what they were committing that they were going to do, or, you know, there's just sometimes, um, you rely on other people and you think that they've got it and they don't. And so I would say just when you see it falling apart, don't keep having confidence that they're going to pull it together and come through, like just, just take control. So, um, my biggest mistake was thinking that, um, giving people a little bit more time than what I I think I should have. And so I realized, um, from this, that you can always delegate a task, but you cannot delegate a responsibility. And Mm. so even though they, you know, were supposed to do this thing of generating leads or whatever, and I thought they were more qualified than me to do that. And I've had several companies that I've hired that just convinced me that they knew what they were doing. Um, but they really, you know, I ended up doing better than they did. And I'm, that's not even my field of expertise. So, um, once I realized, you know, if you, if you delegate a task to someone and they don't accomplish it, you really need to reel that back in because ultimately who's responsible if the company succeeds or fails, right? That would be me. And I can't, I can't say, well, it didn't succeed because, you know, da, 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 da. no, I have to just, I have to figure it out. And if it, not succeeding, I need to take that over and control. So um, if there's an area that that you're not competent in, yes, looking for help is a great idea. And I like to look for help when I really don't understand or know how to do it. I'll jump in just because now you're going to my second question. You're going to ruin my second question before I even get there. But now I think that the the mistake in the the way you learn from it is awesome. And now as you're going to dive into that, I'll at least get in my second question before you answer that anyway. Uh, So the question would be is, you know, now if you're talking, maybe it it flavors a little bit. Maybe it's exactly where you're going. If you're talking to someone that's just getting into a startup or a small business, just starting out, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Okay, so this is really important. Um, and I, you know, I, I want to say it carefully, but um, my advice would be, and I know you've got a big group of people here that that watch, but it would be, don't quit your day job. 
not that they won't succeed. Don't take it that way. But when somebody has an idea that they'd like to pursue, it does take a lot of time to do it. But when you start running out of money, um, because it's not taking off like you wanted it to, um, it, it does put a lot of stress. And so, um, I had, when I first started out, I had resources, I was ready to go and somebody did not pay me. And mm. when they did not pay me, all of a sudden that's our cash flow and it's gone. And what money we thought we had coming in, um, they just did not pay. And so I ended up having to actually get a job to have cash flow until this cash flow came in. And I thought that was a big lesson because had I known these people were not going to pay, I would have had other resources and I would have just, you know, had a normal job. So I ended up having to get a job in sales, did very well with that. And so that's what we lived off of. And then as money started coming in for the business, I just kept putting that into the bank. And then once we had some cash flow to go, um, then I quit my my job that was funding our survival and then went back right into just doing the solar. The other lesson with don't quit your day job is we did very, very well with us selling solar and having our salespeople selling solar. But when we got distracted with trying to help other people to get their solar business going, it does not have as much profit as helping a customer go solar. But I got caught up in the joy of helping other people. And mm. we got really focused on that because, you know, I just wanted to grab people and go, you know, Devin, you can do this. This is so easy. Oh my gosh, let me show you how. But there's not really a lot of money in that. So we lost our focus. And then I realized I can't quit my day job, which is selling solar. So even though it's the same company, I have to go back to the roots. And that's where our income comes from. And then as mm. we're building up the training and helping people, um, you know, hopefully we can get that part going where um, we have more of those people that believe in themselves and want to take on that opportunity. And then we'll have some type of balance there. So awesome. I got to no, take that, my I own advice. Some, I getting some <laughs> great takeaways. I like that. You know, I think that it is one way you always have to balance. First of all, what is your, what are you going to pursue or what are you going to focus on the business? Cause you, you get split too many ways and all it does is harm everything because you're not able to focus. But even too, is it's whether it's all profitability, whether it's giving back or helping others. And, you know, those are sometimes they go together and they all work out and other, but they're always, they're always a balancing of where you want to put it. So I think that that's a great takeaway. So now, just as a, a quick uh, reminder to the audience, so um, or Terry is uh, is uh, sponsoring this episode, and so we're going to actually give a, a fun giveaway that we love to do, which is um, entrepreneur water bottles, which is a, a fun, gives you something to be excited about, show off that you're an entrepreneur, and uh, is definitely uh, is uh, uh, is fun for us to give back, and, and I appreciate uh, the sponsorship. So before I jump to or Terry uh, jump or letting you know how to reach out to her, um, she's going to drop just a, a quick promo code. So, um, and then you can go on to our site and we'll provide the details and let you know how to do it um, to use that promo code. And the first people to use it, get a free water bottle. That's an, not just those cheap giveaway ones, but it's a nice water bottle. So with that, um, Terry, what is the, the promo code that uh, for the giveaway? It's solar biz. So solar B-I-Z. 
B-I-Z, all one word. So that's as simple as that. All you have to do is follow the instructions, use the word solar biz, be one of the first ones. We don't have an infinite amount of water bottles. We would love to if we could, but if if you're one of the first people, you'll definitely be rewarded. So now with that, as much as uh, is a a great way to transition to uh, wrapping up the episode, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Um, there's several different ways. So if they're interested in just, you know, talking to me, a text is great. A lot of times if people call, I, I miss the call because I'm helping somebody, but the number is 209-662-8237. And then they can visit if they want to see the part for getting into a solar business. It's just terryloftus.com. So T-E-R-R-I-L-O-F tus.com. And then our business that we sell solar is Project Solar Energy. No, I think that's there great ways to connect. Definitely encourage people to do so. Um, support a great business and also find out uh, if you, if you uh, want to get in the solar business. There's books, there's resources, and uh, if nothing else, make a new best friend. So well, with that, thank you again, Terry, for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you the listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. So just go to inventiveguest.com, apply to be on the show. A couple more things as listeners. Make sure to click share, subscribe, and leave us a review because we want to make sure that everyone finds out about all these awesome journeys. And with that, if you ever need help with your patents, your trademarks, or anything else with your startup or your small business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Well, thank you again, Terry, for coming on the podcast and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you.